Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. This is Gina Guzman, your host of Law Talk with the Flock. I'm a CEO, business owner, attorney, and author here to help navigate you and your way through your life as a business leader, a leader in general, as well as some of the law. And I'm really excited to have with me a special guest today. I have with me CPA Heath Hoyman, and Heath is a partner in CPA for the Woltman Group in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And today we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and the impact that we've seen it have on business. And Heath is a, a partner in one of the preeminent CPA firms has got a lot of great insight to share with us on this topic. So welcome, Heath. Well, thank you very much, Gina. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having this discussion with you. You know, we've talked about all these other places that we could be having this podcast right now, but we're doing it virtually because we're social distancing and uh, being, you know, good citizens in that regard. But after this is over, we can uh, have a second follow-up one and maybe have that one in the the beer locker that we talked about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been crazy with kids with no school and no daycare and working moms struggling through it all. Grandparents isolated from their families, worried about their 401ks. It's It's been an interesting few months. Yes, it has. And you didn't have your normal busy season. No, no, which was, which was a bit of a blessing, really. Um, we're really used to being done or mostly done by April 15th. And now we got delayed to July. And what we can usually get done in eight weeks, now we've got an extra eight or 12 weeks to, to really focus. So it, it's, it's been good. It really has. It's taken the pressure off a little bit. Well, I know you got your vacation in at the early, early January timeframe to gear up for the busy season. So at least you have that memory to hold on to. Yes, St. Martin was beautiful. My wife and I go away the first week of every year because most people aren't that organized and we can, we can get lost for a little while. <laughs> well, someday I'm sure we'll get to return to those vacation days. But for now, we're just trying to make it through to the other side. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so what kind of things are you seeing from your lens uh, that you think as far as what clients you're talking to and what are some of the hot issues and hot industries? Uh, in all reality, the, the obvious ones are the businesses that are suffering terribly, the, the hospitality industry everybody knows about and, and the, the event ticket resellers that had so many events canceled, but other things that people wouldn't necessarily consider as, as um, things that are a part of the suffering is international businesses and their foreign currency translation challenges that they have. Now, normally they, they hedge those things, but you can't hedge for everything, especially when you're fighting both ends in the middle. Um, the farmers and ag commodities are really, really weak. The in January of 2020, the, the July board for corn was at $4 and it's down 30%. When we used to have a near zero basis. And now as a it's farmer's daughter, yeah. yeah. And as a farmer's daughter, I can relate to this discussion for sure. And with our clients, you know, the price of corn is everything in that world. It is, it is. And it's being down 30%, not only on the inventory that you have unsold, but the stuff that you haven't even planted yet. You know, the December board was the same way. It was at nearly four bucks and it's, it's 30 cents off of that or 30% off of that is, is a lot. That adds up to a, a lot of money. And 
that translates right into the the, the hogs and the, the cattle producers. Um, packers are all closed, and you know the producers are are getting less product through their doors, and the consumers pay more because there's still the inventory demand. So it's it's been difficult in that industry too. And I, I think that's something that's hard for people to understand because you go to the grocery store and the price of meat is through the roof. And yet we hear that, you know, the prices are down and the farmers are suffering. So there definitely is a disconnect in that supply chain. Yeah. When fat cattle used to be $1.30, a hundred weight, they're down to 85, 90 cents. I mean, that's a huge swing and it doesn't necessarily translate to the grocery store shelves, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for those insights. Any other uh, trouble waters that you see for business as you look at it from Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Uh, rental real estate, I think that's that might be a lagging indicator. Um, the PPP loans probably helped out a lot of the tenants pay the landlord through the, the early months. Um, what really happens, how fast we rebound on a lot of this stuff is going to be a telltale sign. I don't think we're really going to know a lot till. Q3, maybe Q4, early 2021, somewhere in there, we're really going to see it. But um, the industries of printing, reproduction, advertising, you know, those those budgets naturally are going to get squeezed at a time like like this. And they affect real people and real businesses. That That's their industry. You bet. You bet. Then when you mentioned advertising, I know some folks, it's hard to decide, do, you know, do you amp it up because you want to take advantage of uh potential that you have more of an audience, but at the same time, you want to conserve your cash. So those are tough business calls for people to make. They are, and there's no wrong answer. It's, it's a business decision, right? Right, right. And then how about on the flip side? Uh, who are you seeing that's actually doing really well uh, as a result of some of what's going on with COVID? A lot of your manufacturing and construction industries are still doing well because they had things already in the pipeline. They already had POs that are for manufacturing or they already had buildings that they were building, whether it be commercial or residential or whatever else. But um, what what we've really seen that's very interesting based off of the ag production is that the local lockers, the, the people that can, that can process a, a live hog or a live cow um, are really a long ways behind. There's a lot of demand because there's inventory out there that the packers aren't uh, processing. So the local producers are reaching out to people saying, hey, if you want something, let me know. We'll sell them right off the yard rather than, you know, off the grocery store shelf. So the local lockers are, are backed up really deep into 2021. Um, I think I also- mentioned that you can't buy a freezer right now if you'd like <laughs> to buy one. And, and it's for that very reason. I mean, I, I got a phone call from my cousin do you want to have a hog? And I got another one that called me, I got a lead on a, you know, some cattle. And uh, my husband's laughing. He's like, we live in farm country, Gina. We know a lot of people that we're going to be able to get us some product if we really need more, you know, bacon, but it's a real issue. Right. Well, in your online retailers, when it comes to, to, you know, non-perishable goods have been doing very well because your local stores are closed. Mom and dad are home do more online shopping, which translates into the more of the FedEx contractors with more packages. So that's that's good for that industry. Um, in the food business, uh, the egg market is really, really strong. It's a really good pr- source of protein. They're inexpensive. And with having less pork and beef and chicken and things like that in the- And I know how to make stores. an egg when I might not know how to make uh, you know some of those other items. <laughs> <laughs> that impacts it too, right? <laughs> it does, it does. The wholesale fruits and vegetables, you know, maybe people are sitting at home 
um, thinking they're going to eat eat better. We have a client of ours that's in that business, and and they're just doing very very well in a, in a in a down time because there's a higher demand for those things at the grocery stores. And you know the things that that we all use, for, you know, it's it's important. It's important to eat healthy. So um, another industry we found a lot of movement in is the uh, off sale beer, wine, liquor. Um, just because the on-premise locations are closed and you can't go to the bar, or the restaurant, um, people still enjoy a glass of wine at home and they, they, they buy it at the store and, and maybe they've got a little extra inventory at home that they're, they're not using. And that's where they see the, the spike in the, in the sales. But um, that's what we've seen a lot, of, a lot of our clients running into in this time. Yeah, the, the beverage industry has not suffered uh, throughout this whole experience. Even though the bars are closed, people are still purchasing their beverages. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Have you heard of this app, Heath, called House Party? I had never heard of it until this COVID thing happened. And I got no. invited to a house party. And it's a virtual app where you can get together with friends and play trivia games. So just another another tip. Maybe we'll have a house party at one of these times. Yeah, I was. I even learned last week when we were out in the Black Hills that I learned how to play uh, Mexican checkers. Mm-hmm. So I can even be taught. And we learned how to play five crowns. So people are finding other ways of entertainment rather than going out or going to concerts or being out on vacation. They, they're more family time and, and spending, spending that in, in quality ways of playing games. Shoots and ladders is the big one in my house. So mm -hmm. that tells you the age of my children, but it gets really competitive. <laughs> <laughs> how dare the sister, you know, shoot ahead and the other one, uh, or climb ahead and the other one falls down the ladder. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still a little old school. My family, I grew up playing Pinochle. So that's that's a game that not many young people know how to play anymore. Yeah, you'd have to do a little lesson on that one, I think. So yeah. now how about what kind of advice are you giving for uh, business owners in general as they try to navigate their way through these uh, cloudy times? Yeah, so as the businesses were suffering here, you know, in late Q1, um, they were really worried about the accounts receivable collectability. It mm -hmm. was really a major concern and, and layoffs and, and things of that nature. And Congress came around and, and started the EIDL, or the Economic Impact Disaster Loan, and the PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection Plan. And it really made a big impact. Um, I think if I remember correctly, that uh, the SBA approved 349 billion dollars in loans in 12 days which is more than they've done in like 12 years right yeah crazy stuff people that never heard of the sba or getting loans through the sba all of a sudden right right and that's been an interesting thing when you talk with the bankers the the interesting part of the whole ppp is that um the banker gets the paperwork from the from the client or the taxpayer or the, the loan and they go through about a 10-minute process online and they immediately get an approval the, the number comes across their email and they get an approval. Then the bank actually goes through a normal loan process. You know, the, it's all guaranteed by the SBA. So there's no likely not much for personal guarantees and things of that nature. But it's also on the banker to certify how much is going to be forgiven as well. So the, the, the lion's share of the um, clarification of that hasn't been brought to us yet. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of need there yet. But mm -hmm. it's it's the banker that's going to be able to certify the a percentage or all of it was forgiven, and then they physically uh, apply for reimbursement from the U.S. Treasury. So that's kind of how that deal works. But a lot of people have been preserving cash absolutely the best they can. 
making sure that their line of credits are up to date with their banker and their banker isn't going to squeeze them in any way so that they've they can ensure their liquidity and unfortunately some people are going to have to extend their accounts payable out a little further than they otherwise would just because they have to from from a cash flow perspective but hopefully cash is still king right i mean at the end of the day always is yep yep so but (laughs) hopefully the ppp and the eidl hopefully that that helps a lot the the other thing we saw particularly in the hospitality industry is that they had to make moves quicker than anybody else because they literally got shut off and doors closed or people really concerned about social distancing, not going out and having dinner. So they had to preserve cash and they put a lot of people on unemployment before the PPP money actually funded. And now what we're finding out is that with the extra $600 a week spiff from the government, they're not real excited about coming back to work. Right. They want to, but you know, it's just one of those deals. Right. Yeah. So that's the struggle um, to get people back to work again, um, to get back to a sense of normalcy where we're at the level of volume that we're used to, that we've always had, where we have those workers back, particularly in the hospitality industry, working full time at their, the levels that they were running in January. Because we like to go out to eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't cook that good. I mean, I can cook okay, but I can't cook that good. I'm a horrible cook. So I, my household can't wait to go back out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband can grill, but, you know. <laughs> well, there's always takeout. There is. We've been doing a lot of takeout. We continue to support the hospitality industry. If they have uh, are signed up with Food Dudes or they have an easy online uh, takeout, we continue to support that in full force. So, yeah, we have a client of ours that that has a nice little quaint place downtown Sioux Falls, and and I always order as I'm going there because then I can stand social distance properly, and we can stand and have a glass of wine and and chat about the week or whatever's happened since, and then I take my my to go order home. And those of us that are social, I think this is probably part of the hardest part of going through this whole experience. It's so difficult. It really is. When you're a social butterfly and you like to be out and about and around people and, and uh, you know, that, that particular proprietor said it best, when you're in the business of bringing people together and you can't do that, it really hurts you all the way to your soul. It's, it's hard. But for those of us on the flip side of that, that in, enjoy going out and being around people and, and uh, socializing and interacting and us not being able to do that, you can only do so much socializing at home and then you, you just get stir crazy. You got to go do something. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you made it out to the hills. That was a good place to go. Oh, absolutely. It's a great place to go. Yeah, we went out and rode four-wheelers and took all the kids to uh, um, Deadwood. Because even though it was closed, they got to see it, you know, when it's quiet and, and take in some of the history. Went to the, um, the, I can't remember the name of the cemetery where Wild Bill and Calamity Jane are buried. Yes. We got to see that little walk through history there. Went and drove to uh, through the Custer State Park and Iron Horse Mountain Road and Needles Highway and uh, went up to Mount Rushmore. So all the yeah. good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. We drove I, around long enough to make them go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> I I saw a great sign that reminds me of what you're talking about. It was a picture of a dirt road in the middle of South Dakota, and it said social distancing since 1881. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, great. There's, a, there's a lot of distance between here and there. And it's pretty natural social distancing here in South Dakota because, you know, it's a pretty sparse population. 
Well, thank you so much uh, for being with me today and to help share some of your insights. Anything else that you have for tips for people before we wrap this up, Heath? Cash is king. Hang on to it. Very good. Great closing words. Thank you so much. And I appreciate everybody for listening today and go make it worth it. Have a great day, Gina. Thanks. Stay healthy. You too. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at GooseminLaw.com.